0: the 247 Real Talk, this is your host Julian Perry with the final episode for 2021. We will discuss the year that we've endured as we look at what went by and possibly what's to come. I'll be right back. So good evening, one and all. Welcome to the final episode of the 247 Real Talk podcast for 2021. The next time you hear from me live and uh, in person will be the second week. I think it will be January 14th of 2022. I'm going to take a break for the first week of the year. Um, Not because I, you know, Necessarily need a break, but because I'm going to take a little trip. I'm going to take a little trip to go see my dad who lives in, you know, who is currently not here. Um, it's going to be his 90th birthday. And so it's, you know, that's uh, momentous and special enough that I believe I should peel myself away from the responsibilities of this podcast to go spend that special time with him. So here we are. It is Wednesday, December 29th, as I record this episode, that will be released as I do every Friday. And in this case, it just happens to be on the last day of the year. So it'll be released at 1 a.m. on Friday, December 31st, the last day of 2021. So let me start this episode off by looking back at the guests that have been on 247 Real Talk podcast not all of them because I have to tell you that the break that I will take in the first week of 2021 will be the first break after I think 83 episodes including you know this including this one that makes 83 that means if with 52 weeks in a year I've gone, you know, basically a year and thirty. What is that? Thirty-one episodes, almost two years. So, a year and thirty-one episodes without a break. Um, no one could have told me that, you know, I would even have accomplished that when I first started out this podcast. But to you, you, my audience, you, the people who send me emails, who encourage me, who tell me. You know, this week you should have a guest, or this week you should not have a guest. We want to hear more from you, and 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 we love what you talk about, and and it made me feel good, and I could relate to it, and I was able to share it with someone who felt empowered. Or I've got messages saying, you know, I I I have I know someone who's going through something, and your podcast was so relevant, I had to share it, and they loved it, and now they're part of your audience. So looking back and i'm doing this with my mouse in my hand so bear with me um we started the year on january 1st 2021 uh which was the first release that's interesting um that this one ends on december 31st january uh december 31st 2021 and we started the first episode of this year was released on january 1st 2021 so that's pretty much a complete year right eh? we started off with uh, tamara cherry and talking about Supporting victims and survivors of traumatic events. Uh, we've spoken with Ramon Darnell, who I think he's been on twice during the year. One was about uh, he talked about once being the most notorious pimp in the Midwest, and then he talked about um, I believe uh, a book about relationships that he wrote. Um. We had an episode with Donald DJ Vodica, who was the uh, ex-prison guard in the California penal system who actually exposed the biggest corruption and brutality within those prison walls. Um, We spoke with Kimberly Spencer about cultivating better curiosity. We spoke with the Brub Podcast. That's a... Group of guys, and we talked about what was currently on our minds and the, the state of affairs in, in this country and in the world in terms of um, equity and, 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 and injustice, etc. I spoke with Jim Case, who gave us a great episode on fear being a choice, and that was followed by a discussion with the author David Stone, who talked about anxiety, worry, and self doubt. I had a conversation with Jeremy Norris regarding uh, cannabis and does it have a place in our society? And with Lane Kabaoka um, about financial investments for a secure future. Spoke with uh, behavioral specialists Lisa Skinner and with women's health uh, female. Hormones and Fertility fertility Treatment Doctor, Dr. Monique Ruberu. Spoke with Christopher Borman about Jesus being the best therapist and Cassandra Dr. K. Brown about moving on beyond betrayal. Spoke with uh, also Safe uh, CEO Sabrina also talking about safety in the workplace. Discussed a bit of my own about random thoughts about you know, different things in our society. Spoke with uh, author Elena Davidson on finally finding your own happy. Um, it's a long list. Like I said, I won't go through them all, but spoke with, you know, we had people on to help people who were trying to break into the entertainment industry. You spoke with the infamous um, Academy Award nominated actor, uh, Eric Roberts. Um, Spoke with the producer of the movie Elevator Um, Spoke uh, with actress and model McKenna Camille As I go through the list here We had a lot of conversations about uh, COVID Um, One of the things I want to highlight Is a conversation I had with Kathy Shaw And I'm not sure if you remember Kathy But Kathy is someone that stays in my mind. Kathy was abducted, tortured and raped and she escaped her captor. I forgot what year it was, 1982 or 1984, something like that. But that person is that, that who who abducted her is likely a serial killer who's still on the loose. And I've still been putting efforts behind um, any, any direction I can go to find someone who could possibly remember anything to maybe bring justice to Kathy and, possibly save the lives, life or lives of others out there. Um, We spoke with Terry Tucker, who was the gentleman I spoke to a couple of weeks ago, who had this rare form of cancer and who has survived a year later to come back on the show. And I uh, believe in, 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 in his prayers and, in, and in, and his, and in faith. And I'm hoping that a year from now, he will be around to, be on the show as a guest again. You know, he's someone that was given very little chance, yet he defies the odds. Um in the entertainment industry, also spoke with William Big Sleep Stewart, the actor, and singer and actress Ellie Love the Boss. Um, very interesting conversation we had with uh the 2018 Libertarian New York State gubernatorial candidate. Well, wow, that's a mouthful. Larry Sharp, and that was a very interesting conversation. He talked about mandates, he talked about student loans, he talked about solutions, not just the fact that they exist, and that was really good. We spoke to Paul and Tiffany Newtal and, and the effort that they're doing and, and the show that they have and all the effort they're putting behind getting people out of jail who've been in there 20, 30 years and wrongfully convicted, You know, convicted under a time and a system that gave them very little chance. Um, we spoke with motivational uh, speaker and 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 a great personality, uh, Anna Nayakana. Um, she was really a, a great guest who was full of, full of hope and promise, and 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 the ability to lift us from where we are to where we should be. We spoke with J- uh, Jimmy Ronick and Jimmy Roenick was someone who was so obese that his doctors wrote him off for dead. And today he's he's a beast. He's a you know a fitness beast. Um, did the amazing divide all the odds? We spoke with Leah Kieho, and Leah talked about uh, disparities across race, gender, and class. You know, so we've we've run the gamut here. We, you know, it's been it's been an absolute honor and privilege to have been able to um, have all these conversations with you and and my guests and just share my perspectives and hear their perspectives and speak to experts and people to speak to people who are embedded into these different aspects in our society and in our lives. And, and, and it's been an honor to share it with you for a year two. This podcast started in uh, early 2020. So um, very shortly we would celebrate a two year anniversary. It won't be consecutive because like I said, next, um, next Friday, Um, I will not have a new episode for you. What that does mean is I will probably either just send you a happy new year email or something like that, or for those people on my, on my distribution list, or I may send out and publish the most um, listened to episode of 2021. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll give the honor to someone and, and repeat the episode for the first uh, episode of 2022. And it will be the most listened to episode of 2021. I like that idea. So um, if I can get that done before I head off on my trip to see my dad, uh, I'll certainly do that. So that even though you won't have a new and live episode, you certainly will have something to reflect on and listen to. So here we are. When you listen to this episode, for those of you who usually catch my episodes as soon as they come out, it will be December 31st, the last day of 2021. I wonder how you guys feel about 2021. I don't want to. I often say, every time I come on here for a monologue, I say I won't be long and I end up being long. Sometimes even over an hour, but in closing the year, I don't want to do that. And I'm really going to make an effort just to go on for, for a short while longer and then wrap it up for the year. But I know that we started 2021 with a lot of hope. The biggest hope I think that, you know, no one could deny is that sometime during 2021, we would have been done with COVID, with the pandemic we would have gone back for some people to the norm of the old and for those of us who believe in progression and evolution of of, of who we are and how we live, we would have gone forward to the norm of the new. I'm not sure any of that happened to any extent that's measurable. I think in a lot of ways you've heard my anger about officials and various people who have sort of or have sort of forced us back into the norm of the old and i and i continue to speak out on that because we have to learn lessons from what we went through in 2020 and if that didn't get through to us what we what we went through in 2021 I listened to as I was listening to 1010 10, Winds today radio station AM radio station I heard something uh that someone I'm not sure which body it is CDC or whomever saying that by January 20 something of 2022 we would have reached 830-something thousand deaths in the United States alone. That means that if we don't get a real handle on this real soon, we will mark a grim milestone of probably 1 million deaths sometime in 2022 from COVID. And we may be close to that number already because I don't think the 800-something thousand really marks or really captures every single person because it's, that's a difficult thing to do. But yet, you know, after eight hundred and thirty something thousand deaths, we ha- we're still in the same argument. Like we're 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 we've lost our common sense to, to I don't know what. I mean Imagine two years later into a pandemic, 830-something thousand, right now it's and or close to 800,000 deaths across the United States of America alone. And we're still debating whether or not we should wear masks. And we're still going to court to fight not to wear masks. And we're still saying that we don't want the vaccine. And we're still fighting to say, why should we have the vaccine? Why do we have mandates? Why should we, you know, why should we... uh not be allowed to be unvaccinated, possibly carry the virus, and go to work and give it to other people. I mean, all of this, all of these things, because everybody has rights, and yes, as human beings, you should have rights. But this is ridiculous in the pandemic. I don't know whether or, or, or what the efficacy of, of wearing a mask is in, 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 in mathematical or scientific terms, but I know that, you know common sense says if this virus is something that spreads when you open your mouth and saliva comes out then wear a mask end of discussion i really don't care beyond that what the whole scientific breakdown is and what percentage it is and you know this percentage is more than that one so that you know it really doesn't show the, the probability of me getting it if i'm wearing a mask i don't want to i don't want to hear that too many of us have died now. Now now the Omicron v- v- variant of this thing has children who were spared from the original COVID and even Delta. Now the, the children, the numbers of children in the hospital is, 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 is exponentially increasing. And we are still arguing about stupid little things. And that's the problem with us as human beings. We can't get it together. We are so ignorant in our, in our arrogance that we can't listen to each other, that we can't see logic, that we can't come together and unite to save humankind. We have to bring all the prejudices and all the, the nonsense into the mix and our ignorance is what wins. And this is just not the people who the, the, the policymakers and, and, and who the decision makers are trying to protect. This includes the decision makers themselves. This includes them playing politics with our lives and, and changing Uh, Quarantine times and all of this you know, Because, you know, why did they Change the CDC, you know, change its Quarantine period from 10 days to 5 days That was not about science That was not about the COVID I am sorry, that was Because Delta came out and said Hey, you know, Delta Airlines that is You know, this thing is really affecting our bottom line Because you've got these people down For 10 days and therefore we can't Get our pilots and our flight attendants Back in time, so, you know Maybe, you know, scientifically you know, five days of work and see. He says, "Hey, you know what? You know what, John? You know, you know, maybe you're right, John, because you know, you know, financially it makes sense. So let's go out and tell the people that you know what you can quarantine for five days now. For all the time of COVID has been going on since the beginning of 2020, I think it was either 10 or 14 days quarantine. All of a sudden, five is okay for a variant that is spreading faster than anything else we we had be, be prior to it, and it doesn't matter whether." It kills me or not. It it can't be just okay because you know what? Let's let's reduce it to five days. More people will get it, but they won't die. All in the name of the mighty dollar. When do we get a say to tell people, stop playing with our lives? I don't care about the filthy rich who are who are complaining because you know their buildings are not packed with people and their stores downtown that they own and that you know they're not making enough money. Yes, I know that businesses are hurting and I'm not talking about the filthy rich because I'm sorry, I don't think you give back as much as you get from people. I think that you 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 Count your money and you and and you and you use that to boost your superiority when you re, when you fail to realize that at the end of the day when you you don't wake up one day all that money millions or billions or whatever you have is worth zero to you, and the people who are left are either going to spend it for you or fight over it for you. Do some good with it when you're alive if we if 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 we could get together as people and those who have who have made it to the million and billionaire status. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a wonderful life. That's what life is about. Live it. But learn to live it not only for yourself, but for others. Because everyone can't be a billionaire. Otherwise, something would be wrong with the world, right? So when you've made it to that level, it's not the point now that you've gotten that level to stick your nose up and then look down at people and say, you know, they're beneath me No. It's the job of those who've been fortunate and blessed enough to get to that level to reach out with their arms as wide as they can and lift as many people an armful at a time. You may not be able to lift them to your level, but you certainly can help them change their lives, especially if they're willing to do if they can just get a break. And here we are in a situation where politics and, and, and politics driven by money, by, by money by greed, is defining how many people will die from this pandemic. The bottom line is that, you know, we have an opportunity to take a model of remote work, make it more of the norm for people, not just because we're protecting them, but because we've seen through this, this force, we've, we've been forced into this mode for the last two years and we've realized that when you work remotely, the person, your employee is a better employee. They are more productive. I've gone over the many things that we do in terms of waking up and getting right in front of our computers. And, you know, when when five o'clock comes, we don't have to jump and go catch the train. So we sit in front of our computers and we work an extra hour or two. Productivity was great. And we don't mind because when we're done, we're home. We can see our kids walk through the door from school and say, hey, how was your day? We don't have to have a stranger do it for us. It gave value to our lives in addition to keeping us safe. So all of those that we elect as politicians, all of those who we've given a job to to take this 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 state and this city and this country and and, and everything that's in it to a new level and, 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 ev- and help it to evolve, it is your job with your brilliance that we have have have, have, have recognized in, in hiring you for the job to come up with new ways to to generate revenue while taking what you have seen work. And make it a normal part of our lives If you want balance Then at minimum Seeing the value of this Maybe you offer everyone a hybrid So maybe they go into the office one week And they work from home one week It's not the perfect situation But you're giving them back Some of what they enjoyed Being in remote with their families And the closeness and time spent Time. Let me tell you something about time Before I go any further in my rant when you miss a chance to say, hey, son, how was your day? To your daughter, how was your day? You may get to say it another day, but the day you missed it is gone. Meaning that when you lose time with your family and friend, the people who are dear to you, the people who define your life, the people who will be there, were there when you were born and will be there when you die, some of them, you can't get it back. You can't recapture time. It's the one commodity that even the filthy rich, can't get back a person who is who manages to be filthy rich at 20 years old who manages to live to 80 or 90 will watch themselves age will see themselves slow down will watch the wrinkles come out on their hands and their face will see their hair turn gray don't matter if they try to diet they will age and it's a process that they can't change even if they're a trillionaire those are things that are can controlled and defined by the Almighty that, who created us. And there's not enough money in the world that can change that. I repeat it to all of those just for defining this conversation, this moment. When you visit the cemetery and you look at a tombstone, there's a date of birth, a date of death, and a dash in between. The entire value of your life is the dash in between because it defines what you did between the day you were born and the day you died. So maybe putting that into perspective, maybe trying to create the balance between those businesses, the mama pop stores and stuff that you have really been hurting and they need some customers Putting into perspective that when you put everyone back into the buildings that they came from, that you're creating a, the exact perfect storm, the perfect scenario for the next pandemic to hit us that may be maybe more deadly than the one we just are the one that we're going through. I was about to say we went through, but we're still going through it. I read somewhere today where someone said I forgot who it was, but some medical expert says the likelihood of of the next variant the reality of the next variant that will likely come from COVID will be one that none of our vaccines work against. So when do I so so we don't know when that is. And here's what we found out about this great country of ours. It's a melting pot. There are people from every single walk of life, every single country in this world pass through the United States of America. And within the United States of America, probably the highest percentage passes right through here in New York City. So most of the time when we hear of this deadly disease on the other side of the world, someone here already has it or they're on a plane about to land here with it. How do we know that it's here? People start getting sick. So if there's another variant, either of this COVID uh, virus or some other virus that has learned our our bodies, and there's a super bug. Its ability to attack us because we're sitting back in the same crowds and masses in offices in buildings slammed together hundreds per floor the way we did before COVID is just setting ourselves up to die. You cannot tell me that even the the the, the lowest level politician doesn't get that what you are saying to me when people cry out for remote work and you you defy them and you say no, and you're talking about, oh, we just need to get everybody vaccinated and we'll be past this. The reality is we won't. Number one, because of the acceptance or non-acceptance of vaccines, you're always trying to catch it from behind. Number two, in case you missed it, breaking news. COVID was a warning shot. COVID was a warning shot of what can happen. COVID set up the template for what our lives will look at in the future. What do you think? It's going to be another hundred years before we get another pandemic? I doubt it. The world has changed. We need to use COVID as a model, as a warning shot to say, hey, how did Millions and millions and millions of people get sick and how did 800 and something thousand people die? Why? Well, look at the environment they were in. Buildings with tons of people going to work every day, talking to each other, coughing, sneezing. Buildings with inadequate ventilation and air conditioning systems and filtration systems. So you're just creating the perfect environment for this bug to come in and look around and say, aha, I'm home. And then we as the people, when we start dropping like flies, when the difference between me and my coworker living or dying is just happens to be either our genetic makeup or, or, or the fact that we have a little bit more, a better immune system or something. And then we get the politicians coming out and making you know policy and rules always from behind. COVID and the examples it provided is an opportunity for us to get ahead in the preservation of life. I don't know who I'm preaching to. I don't know. You know, I I ask people on my podcast all the time. That even though it may seem like an extra step in your day and sometimes you're busy, you don't have time to just go to your Facebook, go to your Instagram, go to your TikTok, go to wherever and share these episodes. When I share this perspective, you don't have to share every episode of my podcast, but episodes like this where the truth is being discussed, share it. If you share, if you share my sentiment, if you feel what I'm feeling, if you, if, if you understand what I'm saying, Then join this movement. This is not a monetary movement. There's no gain in it for me monetarily. I keep saying that because I don't want people to feel, well, you know what he's saying? He shares podcasts because he's going to make some money. No. I do this on my own. I've built this on my own because it is important that it is pure and organic and our conversations are real. And when we find ourselves in this position, we need to do our part. I'm calling upon you, my audience, to do your part. Share the heck out of this episode. It's the last episode of 2021. Share the heck out of it, okay? Because people need to hear these conversations. Have this same conversation with everyone that you meet that's willing to listen to you or willing to engage in in the topic. For those of you who are fortunate enough to, to have one-on-one conversations with our mayors and our our, our, our our officials and 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 our our medical community and our activists and our councilmen and whoever have the conversations bring the power of the people to the people so that we can demand a change not tomorrow not next month not in six months but now while we have still have a chance to live. I want each and every one of you to think about your most dear person to you or persons, whether that be your mother, your father, your children, your brother, yourself, whomever, your spouse. If you wake up one day and they are no longer there, and the reason they are no longer there is COVID, something that we are far along, far enough along into now that if, Decisions were made in support of human life and us and we were not pawns in someone's game could still be alive. How would you feel? First of all, I'm pretty sure that you don't want to hear I'm sorry. Second of all, the officials and all these people who are making these decisions about our lives are not going to tell you I'm sorry because they don't even know you exist and they don't care if you exist or not. You are not a name to them. You're just one of the other people that their decisions affect. As the world changes, things like climate change and pollution and all the things that are out there that are threatening to shorten our lives, we have to take the power as the population, as the people understand that change does not come from the top down. People have this, this mythical belief that you know people, changes are made at the top and then they filter down. No, if you want real change, look at the Black Lives Matter movement. Look at all the other movements. Look at the Me Too movement. Change starts with the people. The power lies with the people. If we all got together united as 8 million New Yorkers and we said, we are not doing this anymore. If we we're willing to lay ourselves down in front of those politicians and say, you're going to start making decisions that not only give me a better quality of life, but they save my life. Then we will recognize the power we have as people, not to bully them, but to work together to make sure that our employers get what they need from us to fulfill their need as a business, monetarily, policy, you know, public service, whatever is needed. And that the balance is there so that we, the workers, the employees, can get to go home to our families, can get to spend more time with our families and still be productive and providing our employers what they need to not bend to the special interests of, you know, I've got 50, billion, 50 uh, buildings in Manhattan and, you know, they represent uh, 5,000 apartments and I've got 400 empty apartments or 400 empty floors in my building that used to be occupied by these bu- these these companies that have now allowed their staff to work remotely. So I'm hurting. I'm hurting because last year I made 50 million. This year I'm only going to make 35. Woo! what a horrible life you have. If we challenge those who do have the resources to take that 400 empty apartments or 400, not apartments, because we know you can't get an apartment in New York City. That's 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 a challenge. That's an episode by itself. But people who have these different floors and, and buildings that have been vacated by companies that have gone remote, you were brilliant enough To create a real estate empire. Did your brain go lazy? Or do you take up the challenge to create something new with those spaces? That allow companies still to use them in other ways. That still make you money. But overall add to the balance that we're trying to create in society. For 30 years I've done a job that has served the people of New York City. I'm very proud of that. And I as until I retire I want to continue to do that in whatever capacity. I'm honored and privileged and blessed to do it in. Part of that responsibility is being a voice to make sure that every level of humanity has a chance at a decent life. You know, I'll tell you a little story of someone that I used to work with. One day I didn't see him come to work. And then eventually several days later, a week later, whatever, he came to work and he had a long scar on his ear. And you could see where he had received stitches on his ear from the top to the bottom. I asked him what happened. And he says, you know, I was standing on the platform and two guys came up to me, asked me for the time or something like that. And then one of them punched me so hard, he ripped my ear clean off, hanging by just a thread. And as I was going down on the ground, the other one put his hands in my pocket and took my money out. He says, but the, throughout the pain of everything that just happened to me, what was the most astonishing thing was this was rush hour on a busy subway platform and people literally stepped over me with their briefcases and their suits and kept going. He said, when I was lying there bleeding, whatever was left of my money in coins scattered on the platform, it was a homeless man Who came to my rescue. It was a homeless man who helped him up off the ground. Who gave him back whatever was left of his belongings. Gave him back to it. A homeless man. The people who had the power. The cell phones. The money. The suits. The everything else. Stepped over him. Bleeding on the ground. This is what's happening to us right now in COVID. COVID. We are casualties of this. We are who are forced into buildings and situations and commuting. You got to get on the subway and the railroads and all that, where people are on there by by the hundreds. And and yes, I know there the the announcements that talk about federal law if you don't wear a mask. But I can point out specific passengers who get on my train every single day without a mask, and it seems that like the conductor is too scared to tell them anything. And they sit in the same seat every day, and they do it every day, and and. One time, I opened my mouth, and it almost caused a, a, a catastrophe on the train because all of a sudden I was seen as, as as I was the bad guy because I objected to someone being there without a mask, and the consensus was either keep your mouth shut or maybe you should go to a different car. So that guy, that that guy I worked with, who was on the platform, as people stepping over him represents who we are right now in this pandemic. People are either ignoring the fact that we had a better quality life when we were remote. People are ignoring the fact that we produced better when we were remote. People are ignoring the fact that when we get on trains and, and subways, it doesn't matter what you do, we are at, at high risk of spreading this virus because there are those among us who simply will not Follow the rules. Then we go into buildings that have no kind of isolation, that have floors with desks laid out in cubicle after cubicle, and no one came in and said, I'm going to put up you know, these plastic barriers or nothing, even if, it, even if that represents, I don't know if that represents better isolation or not. That's a scientific thing. But the point is, nothing was done. Some of these buildings that had the stickers on the floor that said six feet apart, they've even taken up the stickers now. So they're stepping over us for their own gain, for their end goal, for what they have to achieve. I applaud anyone in anywhere in the United States, any level of government who will stand up and decide that they will not do this to their people and actually have the power to gather enough support to make a difference. In 2022, this conversation will continue because I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel yet. I see a tunnel that unfortunately is going to present more challenges and this tunnel that's going to keep laughing at us as human beings because rather than unite for the the common good of all of us, we're divided into sections of who is powerful and who is rich and who doesn't matter. And we're all victims. The richest person in this country probably has relatives who's died from COVID. The most powerful politician probably knows someone who did close enough to them. Death is not prejudicial. Sickness is not prejudicial. And life is the most precious thing that we own. And should be first and foremost In all of our decisions. As I come to the end of 2021. I ask you to continue to join me in making our voices heard. We do it respectfully. But we do it passionately. So that hopefully at some point. We'll see something change. And know that because we were relentless in in, in being heard. We made a difference. I am honored and forever thankful to you who have supported me continuously and endlessly for 83 episodes thus far, who have been by my side for all of 2021, and some of you who've already pledged your loyalty to the 247 Real Talk podcast, not only for 2022, but for as long as as it exists, I'm hoping to bring you something a little bit more flavor and whatever in 2022, depending on what what's allowed and what I can come up with. But as long as we have these conversations, as long as you're listening, as long as you're sharing, yes, I know we all have busy lives. It doesn't take much to take the link that from the podcast and throw it up on your Facebook and throw it up on your Instagram and throw it up so that people will. Join the conversation by listening to it. Maybe you will want to come on my show and have a discussion about it. There's so much more I could talk about, but I promise to keep the episode short. I'm thankful that I made it through 2021 and and my family did, and not all the people I know did, and not all my church, uh, um, the church, the members of my church did, but, for those that left us and especially for those that left us through COVID in regards to how you left us. I'm grateful to have known you. And if it was COVID and it was preventable, well, God knows. I'm looking forward to 2022. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you, my audience. I thank you for the honor and privilege of being in your, to come into your homes or wherever you are, and to share my guess and to share these perspectives, reminding you that next Friday, January 7th, there will not be a new episode. I will either have no episodes or I will have a repeat of the most listened to episode of 2021. Please do what you can. Do what you think is right for you and your family to stay safe. Be blessed. And you forever have my gratitude. I want to say a very special thank you to every single one of you who have listened to me for 2021, who have emailed me, who have, you know, called me and and who have shared the podcast have done everything to not only make it a success but to join the conversation i look forward to what 2022 brings and for taking this ride with each and every one of you remember that you can listen to this episode and any of the episodes and all of the episodes of 247 real talk podcast on your favorite podcast app please do send me an email drop me a note encouragement ideas I take them all you can reach me at podcast at 247realtalk.net that's podcast at 247realtalk.net until the next time until the year 2022 please take care of yourselves and each other